From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Trent featuring Miss Lisa Tillman Page. We've been away for a hot second, uh, you know, taking care of things, doing a little business and all that good stuff. But we're here tonight. We're here tonight. And uh, this is going to be a doozy. We're here tonight with a good one. We're here tonight with a good one, folks. The question of the night is, the question of the night is, can a pastor effectively Lead his flock with the first man on his arms. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about homosexual pastors tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about it. We're going to go in and we're going to go in real hard on it. Um, the number to dial into is three four seven three two six nine one three nine. And uh, for those folks that are actually on the uh, Wire in thirteen twenty eight app, you guys could actually check that out um, through the app and actually dial through the app with the uh, info button in the top right-hand corner. So good stuff there, real good stuff. Looking forward to uh, you guys uh, checking that app out. A lot of you guys have checked that app out already, and we truly, truly appreciate that, the thousands of folks that have actually downloaded that app. So that's good stuff there. Without further ado, we're going to bring in Miss Lisa Tillman Page out of Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's good? What's good? Oh, life is good. Life is grand. Life is wonderful. That's what's up. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, the topic for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The topic for tonight. (laughs) Man, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear the spill? I gave the whole spill about what was going on. Yes. yes. Yeah, man. Can a pastor effectively lead his flock with the first man on his arms? You know, I was actually, you know, uh, scrolling through Facebook and had no idea what we were going to talk about because we missed a few weeks here on the show. And uh, just scrolling, just scrolling, and I ran across this photo of a uh, this pastor posted Someone shared it. Uh, I think uh, Carolyn out of uh, Chicago shared this pastor's uh, post. And in the post, you know, the guy was talking about how love wins and all that stuff, and he's in this whole pastor-bishop thing and uh, holding on tight like he's holding on to a woman, you know. And I was just, I was, I was just speechless, and immediately I shot the text over to you saying, hey, you want to tackle this tonight? So, <laughs> And I was speechless um, also. I was speechless also. Yeah, um, yeah, man, yeah. There's yeah. a pastor out of yeah. Washington. This guy's name is uh, Peter. And uh, I'll, read the, I'll read the post uh, with those guys with the picture there, and he's holding on to him. He said, God is love. 
God shines through love. We are not ashamed of our love. If you have what we have, you have, if you have what we have, you know how we feel. And then the guy, you know, puts his name, uh, Pastor P and Sir Brian. Hashtag LGBT. Hashtag I'm not scared. Hashtag love still wins. Hashtag, and this is the most important one right here, hashtag I am Christ's temple. <laughs> That's quite disturbing to me, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that, that is very disturbing to me. Um, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and, and I'll just go right into it. You know, I talk about you know talk about this. Uh, uh, we've talked about this uh, several times on several uh, shows on the platform, but I still go back to this when we talk about homosexuality. God, Jehovah, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything on this planet reproduces. He created everything mm-hmm. to reproduce it. We're talking about everything from flowers to, you know, the, vest- the vegetables that we eat, um, everything, animals, humans, everything, bugs, ants, everything has a reproductive system. So my question and my thought was when I saw this picture with this pastor, how can he effectively lead his flock? And talk about some of these things And There's no reproductive thing going on there. You can't reproduce with another man So What part of the Bible are you going to speak from And what part of the Bible are you talking from Everything <laughs> on this planet Reproduces And it's just my opinion But well, that's not an opinion That's a fact Everything on this that's planet right. reproduces What's, what's, what's your, everything what's your on this planet was everything on this planet was created to reproduce, exactly. and um, and you know when you shot me that the, the photo and and the post I I was I was speechless believe it or not ladies and gentlemen I was speechless. Um, you all know if you've been listening to us for for some time you know that um, um, you know Trent and I on some things that have to do with homosexuality. Um, we have some differences, um, you know, talking about the gender bathrooms, talking about, you know, a few different things. Um, there are some differences that we have. But where I have always held the line is sin is sin. And we are not to be a stumbling block for one another. So in the Bible, it does not say it, it. It says, you know, with Sodom and Gomorrah and men on men with men and women with women, that was sin. That was not supposed to happen at all. God, you know, He set them on fire. He said that that's just not supposed to happen. Turn the pillar of salt. All of that. Well, when um, when Lot's wife turned around, that's what he. That's what she turned into a pillar of salt. But um, the the point of the matter is, if you steal, if you kill. <clears throat> If you commit adultery, if you commit homosexuality, if you engage in homosexuality, those are all sins. If you lie, all of that is sin. Sin is sin is sin. So what they are doing is a stumbling block for what he is doing as a pastor is a stumbling block for his his congregation. Um, that's like mm-hmm. saying um, I, I am um, I, that he's a thief and. He lets people openly know that he goes out and he steals all the time and he never gets caught. And but he's but he's you know giving the word of God up Sunday morning saying you know you shouldn't steal you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that. That's a stumbling block, like somebody who um, who has um, commits adultery and saying okay yeah this is my wife and this is my girlfriend or this is my husband and this is my boyfriend and um, he or she are up on Sunday morning saying that okay this is a sin. And you shouldn't do this, but yet they're doing it. So they have a stumbling. So this is a stumbling block. I am completely in my and for me, this this is totally against what God would have. Um, when people do, when when people sin, when people steal, when people lie, when people cheat, they do it in the dark. They don't want people to know about it, but they still do it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if you are a pastor. And you are um, you are gay or you're a lesbian, 
um, you're not supposed to, that is sin. You're not supposed to be a stumbling block. So you do it in the dark. Now I'm not saying, I, and and it's kind of it's kind of strange the way I'm saying it because I'm not because I'm not condoning I'm not condoning that I'm not condoning stealing or adultery or anything else. Um, but those things are done in the dark because for a reason. You know they don't want people to know about it, and so this, so what they're doing, in my opinion, is saying that this is completely okay in front of Christ. Just like you said, I am Christ. Well, yeah, you, you know, you, you are the temple. You, you know, everybody's body because God created us. We are the temple of God, but that does not mean that we behave godly. That doesn't mean that we behave Christ-like. And um, mm-hmm. in no way am I saying that I've never sinned or I, that I don't sin or that I don't do whatever I do. Um, I'm not saying that at all, but as a pastor, you are held to a higher standard. You are held to a higher calling. And for you to be up in front of, for people to be up in front of um, the congregation and trying to lead them and guide them in um, in righteousness, in right living, I don't see how they can do that. I don't see how they can do that and, and right. be okay in God's eyes. You know, some people right. might say that yeah, we yeah. are passing judgment. Go ahead. You know, uh, when we talk about that, and as far as passing judgment, um, there's no judgment on, on my behalf, and I know there's no judgment uh, on you. you. You're giving your opinion. And I find it quite odd, like, when, when, when these topics come up, talking about homosexuality and, and all of this stuff, people that are actually living those lifestyles, they tend to get offended by that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I'll be honest with you. It's like, okay, so if you're offended by that, you know, Maybe you're having some type of issues with what you're doing as well. If you're getting offended by that, if you if you if uh-huh. you know if you know who you are, that's just like hey, Lisa could call me hey Trent. You know what? You're an asshole. Yeah, you know what, Lisa? I know that too. So tell me something I don't know. I will not get offended by those words. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I won't I won't get offended by your opinion or, or or what have you. But when they talk about love wins. To me, I'm going to be honest with you, what does love have to do with this? What does love have to do with this? I personally believe, and this is just my own belief, that that is a demonic spirit. Homosexuality Mm -hmm. is a demonic spirit. That's my opinion. And, you know, that's my opinion. And for the folks that are listening, Lisa doesn't, you know, it's my opinion. So, you know, don't send her the hate mail. Send it to me. But you know what? This is this is the thing. Um, love wins when we when we care for one another. When we right. take care of ourselves and we take care of one another. That's when love wins. Love wins when we um, when we point out to one another what we what the other might be doing wrong, but we don't beat them over mm-hmm. the head with it. Um, now, here's the thing. And go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, don't no, go, go ahead. Okay. You know, that's when love wins. That's when you are being Christ-like. That's when you are being being um, being godly and living righteously, because that's what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to love one another. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 I'm taking that these gentlemen are saying in the love wins is that. Um, you know, because I love this man, because I love, you know, because we have this love for each other, this romantic love for each other, then we are being godly. And that's not what, that's not what God's love, God's love is not romantic love. God's love is all-encompassing, all, you know, um, non-judgmental, mm-hmm. all-covering agape love. Right. Um, it has, romance has nothing to do with that. And I think, well, I, I was having a conversation with someone, um, a young lady who is a self-proclaimed lesbian. And I say that because she says she does not, she believes that she was not born that way, but because she had issues with her father, she had issues with men, uh, boys, and, and um, her mother's boyfriend <clears throat> and all of that, she, she chose, to, uh-huh. um, she chose to, to be in relationship with females um, since she was, like, in middle school or high school or something, somewhere along those lines. And, right. um, and so we're, we're having this conversation, and, um, you know, and I, and I pointed out, I said, you know what the Bible says. You know that this is not what God wants, you know, you know, and she said, yeah, I know, and, you know, and I'm working through that. Um, but I think when, when people 
who uh, when people get into relationships, same-sex relationships, self-proclaimed same-sex relationships, um, I believe that it is because of the the likeness. I I can understand another woman better than I can understand a man. Okay, um, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm going to be in love with a woman. And I think that's where I think that's. I just think that's where kind of the the waters get muddied and and all of that other stuff and and why it's easy for for women who have had issues with men or men who have had issues with women for them to to gravitate towards one another. It's like you know what mm, mm-hmm. I can understand a man, so let me be with a man. But I, I just uh, you know I, I, I'm not, I obviously I'm still speechless at it. This this yeah. this brings up such an issue for me because as a leader. As a leader and as a godly Uh leader, you are definitely held to a higher standard. You are supposed to walk Uh the walk and talk the talk. And you are not supposed to cause any, any, um, um, what do you call this? Uh, You're not supposed to cause any, um, the only only thing I can use right now is stumbling block. You're not supposed to cause a hindrance for someone else. So think about the pastors who were um, the priests in the Catholic Church. And so, you know, messing with those, let's, messing with the boys. Let's dig a Go little ahead. deeper here. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Bible and what the uh, mm-hmm. the Christian Bible uh, reference to, and and what it, you know what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Okay, the Bible generally mm-hmm. teaches uh, against any sexual relations except between a, a husband and a wife. The Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible mentions sexual intercourse between persons of the same sex. As among the forbid the forbidden acts, again, mm-hmm. the Bible mentions it specifies that it mentions sexual intercourse between persons of the same sex as among the forbidden acts. Homosexual acts are mentioned in the Bible seven times, seven Bible passages. Two refer to rape, which is Genesis. 19.5 and Judges 19.22. Three refer to intercourse between men, Leviticus 18.20 and 22, Leviticus 20.13, Romans 1.27. Okay? One refers uh-huh. to intercourse between women, Romans 1.26. One refers to prostitution at 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. And the last one, the other one actually is uh, general in nature, and that's actually in First Timothy one eight through ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the Old Testament, you know, in the Old Testament, because you know these folks be talking about New Testament, Old Testament. The Old Testament, the first mention of the Bible uh, was the first mention of uh, of uh, that in the Bible was in Genesis nineteen one through thirteen, when they talk about the wicked men of Sodom, uh, you know, an attempt to. Uh, Homosexual rape of two messages mm-hmm. from God. That was in right. the Old Testament. So right. you know, I like I love old school. I love going back to that whole old school testament when hey, that's in the first book of the Bible. They jump right into the homosexual rape, two messages from God. Mm-hmm. To rape these right. people. Right. Okay. God destroyed right. the city. Everyone knows that. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. That's in the first book of the Bible, nineteen one through thirteen. So again, I'll ask: Can a pastor effectively lead his flock while having a man on his arm as a first man? Hmm. In my opinion, hell no. And the other thing is, the the other thing is, you know, you talked about people. Um, you know, the differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament, that does not mean that just because we're under the covenant of the New Testament doesn't mean that you're supposed to throw out the things of the Old Testament. It, it doesn't, oh, but they love know, to do nowhere, that, they, Yeah, I know, but they, nowhere, they love does, to do that. nowhere does it say it. It doesn't say you're supposed to throw yeah. that out. There are certain things that, that they stop doing, um, um, you know, <laughs> sacrificing and all of that because Jesus was the, was the ultimate sacrifice. But there, was, but that does not mean that you throw that out. At, you know, you throw out the history at all. Um, you know, and you know, so you know it is important funny? that you what? You know what I find funny when when we talk about throwing certain books out of the uh, the Bible. We had a we had a show a couple of 
maybe a couple of months ago, and went into a two-part series about the uh, pimping in the pulpit. You know, when we talk mm-hmm. about them tithes and offerings and that, you know, that Old Testament, they still refer mm-hmm. back to that. Mm-hmm. Every, preacher, every preacher I know still refer back to that. It's tithes right. and offering time. They still right. work off of that, that the Old Testament. That the, Genesis 19, let's go back to it because I don't want to mess this up. Genesis 19, 1 through 13 is in the Old Testament. We see how many preachers mm-hmm. refer back to that. Let's see how many preachers refer back to that. They'll refer back to well, you know what? Time they, yeah, but and a lot and a lot of a lot of preachers will shy away <clears throat> from talking about homosexuality. You know, and and actually, a lot of half them, up in the choir. A lot of, and a lot of them have what half of what in the choir? Half of the homosexuals in the choir, band leaders, and all them people, man. Well, okay, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll check your statistics. But we're we're the fact fact checkers. But uh, anyone, anyone from the Baptist Church is dialed into three four seven three two six ninety one thirty nine. And if you freak with the church, I need to know what that MD is at. That music director is he flaming or not? But go ahead, Lisa. I'm sorry. No, he's not. I attend the Baptist church. He is not flaming. Now, um, but, um, but the, um, oh man, Trent, you made me forget what I was getting ready to say. What I was getting ready to say was, oh, but they don't even touch, a lot of, a lot of pastors don't touch sex at all, you know, Mm -hmm. which, which causes an even bigger issue because then, especially if you have, you know, especially you have, um, if you have a homosexual pastor and you're not even talking about sex. You know, right. what, what, you know, what is that doing to the young people who are sitting there listening to you? And they're like, wait a minute, what right. is, where, where do I go with this? You know, right. um, people like to say that they're not role models, but you are a role model. Every, every adult is a role model for a child because it can be a potential mm-hmm. role model for a child um, because children right. are looking up to us and what we're doing. And so, um, you know, how can you, I mean, it would be very interesting. I, well, I don't know. I, yeah, it would be. It would be very interesting to get some of the tapes of, of this pastor's sermon, to hear exactly what it is that they are, you know, they, that, that they're he's talking about. about. How is he, yeah, what, yeah, what is he saying? Are you, leaving, are you cutting out certain passages? Are you not addressing right. certain things because it might you be know, my, touchy? My question is this, you know, what with these pastors leading these uh these you know these these folks in the church and whatnot, what type of example are you setting mm. for a young mm-hmm. man that's actually right. in that church and seeing this mm-hmm. every single day? Let's just say you know the, the ages of uh you know that 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 very first and impressionable uh, kid. I think you know from the age of four to I think uh maybe eleven, you know kids start to you know pick up on things. You know, between mm-hmm. the ages of four and eleven, that, I mean, that's confusing to a child. Right, right. That's very, that's very confusing, and that's sending a strange message to a young boy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's sending a very strange message. You know, and you're I, I absolutely be, right. I would, I would love to 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 see this guy's congregation, just like you said. I would love to to hear this guy's message and what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know. Is he truly working out of that Bible? Right. That, and and or are you are you picking and choosing certain parts? Because you exactly. can't you're not supposed to do that. You 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 know and, and so you how 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 do you reconcile yourself and say that this is okay? Just because you're saying love wins or just because you're saying, you know, you're saying that well, ultimately, this is love, or ultimately, because I just love the heart of this person. Um, you right. know, eh, no, no, love, love is a choice. There are love, love exactly. is a choice. It really is. There are people who you are infatuated with. There are people who you are attracted to, but mm-hmm. love is a choice. And so, that's 20, um, it's twenty-four after the hour. Let's, let's take a real quick break here. It's twenty-four after the hour. Um, right here on uh, Wiring 1328, right on the conversation show featuring Lisa Tillman Page. We're going to come back. We'll pay a couple of bills, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Coming to you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain. Trusting no one, Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. Conversation show featuring Lisa Tillman Page. That was actually none other than Melody S. Um, actually, Melody is on uh, every Saturday right here on YRN 1328 with Melody's Corner. She could, she's coming up actually uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, 10:30 Eastern, uh, 9:30 Central. Um, you know she's doing pretty good over there. Numbers are looking great over there. So good stuff, Melody. Shout out to Melody. And uh, B-Fly with her, with her drop. She's actually on every Tuesday and Thursday uh, right here on Wire and 1328. B-Fly is always coming through with some uh, great guests and, you know, from authors and musicians yes. and uh-huh. all that good stuff. So kudos to that young lady out of North Carolina as well. So good stuff. Tonight's uh, show is actually brought to you by Houston's Hair Boutique. Right out there in Humble, Texas, Mr. Ronnie Roach at 8840 Will Clayton Parkway. Humble, Texas, so you guys could actually reach out to that brother and get with him as soon as possible. Houston's Hair Boutique. What's going on? What's going on? All right, all right, all right. Oh, this is a you know this is a, this is a good topic. Um, and one of the things that I, I want to um that I wanted to kind of talk about is you know she said what kind of example uh, is this pastor? Um, what kind of example is he setting? for the young men in the church, um, especially those who are impressionable and, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going yeah. on. Um, but I think one of the things, it, this does not absolve the pastor from um, from being a true role model, which is what he, is, he or she are supposed to be. But um, mm-hmm. this goes back to also families having conversations at the dinner table before you go to bed, mm-hmm. sitting around in the car, talking about what we believe as a family. And if we're going to church, then, you know, we should be talking, we should be praying, we should be reading the Bible, our kids should be studying the Bible, and, and, you know, we should not shy away from questions that they have. Um, I could very easily see, you know, shoot, I could see my daughter asking a question like, wait a minute, Pastor, he's married to or dating a man, and how does that work, you know? I, be honest I, I mean, you, I, I, could, I could see her asking that question, and, yeah. and, I, and I have to answer that. And so how can I answer yeah. that and then say, you know, and, and say what I believe, but we still attend the church? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. Uh, and, you know, we, we, um, you know, we do straight talk for Chase over here. Um, but I was truly, truly disturbed by that image, by that picture. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, and what, what, it, what it represented. 
be honest, as a man, um, I, I was, you know, I was highly offended. You know, and I go go back to these kids and how we already have these African American kids that are lost. Mm. And how do you explain this to a young man that's coming up and he's sitting under this pastor? Like, you know, he's walking in church like that's the norm. This guy is actually, that's all, they took the picture like Renette and I would take a picture. We're our hands in my chest and we're posing. Uh-huh. That was some bullshit uh-huh. right there, man. That was some bullshit. Uh-huh. Well, you, you know, know that, what? That, it, it was very disturbing to me. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was speechless because, I mean, I had to look. At first I was like, oh, this is a woman with a mohawk. And then I looked and I was like, huh? <laughs> I, I did. I thought it was a woman with a mohawk. And, and so yeah. I had to look again. But, you know, it, 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 was, it was and it still is very disturbing um, for me as a Christian, for what I believe. And right. um, it, it's just, you know, to, to, it, it just – it just causes so much, so much pause, so much like what? It just, I mean, we have one of the things, and, and I want to read this. This is from Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. And it says, but he mm-hmm. turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art a stumbling block unto me, for thou mindset not the things of God, but the things of men. And you talk about this all the time, Trent, and you say, you know, that's not of God. That's not of God. This is what man says, and this is what man does. And this and this right here is an extremely perfect example of not being of God. How can you say this is of God? How can you say that you are portraying Christ or, or godly principles or godly lifestyle in this? That is where – that is – that's my sticking point. I, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. and, and how can you as a person of God, as a leader of God, be in front of the congregation and this be okay? And, and I would expect my daughter, if we were members of this church, for her to question me and say, why are we members of this church? What is it that we believe? But wait, look in the Bible, it says this. So how is this right? Because then what it does is, it contradicts what the Bible says because I'm going by, I'm, I'm sitting up under this man's leadership, and this leader is contradicting what goes on the Bible. So it's like, oh, well, I can pick and choose which parts of the Bible I want to pay attention to. I can pick and choose. I mean, that's what they did with slavery, you know? Uh-huh. What was that master be loyal to, I mean, slave be loyal to your master. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they use that all the time. white folks you. Them white folks used the shit out of that for 400 years. Oh, my goodness. Got free labor for 400 years. Oh, my goodness. So they used the shit out of that. Yeah. They did. That's another thing, though. That's that's another thing, man, when you talk about that. And that's another topic for another show. But that's another thing, you know, how man just twists the words of God, Mm -hmm. you know, and and use it for their own, you know, their own thing. And I have a different belief on, uh, you know, the slavery and all of that stuff. But... You know, hey, but that's for another show. But you, you're right about that. Man tends to, to do this. Let's talk about uh, sexual orientation and how sexual orientation is not a sin. Okay. Did you hear me? So, yeah, sexual <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm reading it. I did. I Yeah, I'm still digging through, I'm still digging through this uh, Christian Bible reference here uh, online. And that's, this is what it says sexual orientation is not a sin. It says there was a tendency to confuse homosexual tendencies and feelings with acts of homosexual intercourse because the, the English word homosexuality is, used, is often used to describe both. However, regardless of, regardless of how we interpret the Bible's teachings about homosexual acts, it is important to note that the Bible does not condemn people for being sexually attracted to persons of the same sex. I think that's some bullshit, but um, <laughs> and, and that didn't they, they didn't say that I said that that last part. Yes, that it is sexual intercourse <laughs> between persons of mm-hmm. the same sex that is prohibited by the Bible's teachings. Mm-hmm. For instance, a boy or a girl who discovers homosexual feelings should realize that, like other interests and feelings, 
it may be only a passing phase that will fade away in time. Meanwhile, he or she should avoid becoming obsessed with the feelings or indulging in any kind of sexual activity. A homosexual Christian man or woman is presented with great challenges. A great strength Uh is often achieved by learning to deal with great challenges. Perhaps God has some special role in mind for that person that is best accomplished Uh outside of the restrictions imposed by traditional marriage and family duties. That's some more bullshit. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. So let me let me let me let me correlate this to um, someone who has the affinity to steal. They they mm-hmm. they just they like the thrill of it. Well, just because okay. you like the thrill of it doesn't mean you should do it, and it doesn't mean you right. should continue to do it. You do it once, mm-hmm. and oh my, you know you, you're fighting the feeling, and if you do it once, and you're like, oh, I'm good at it. Let me no 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 no. You don't keep doing it. You right. don't even What's start. Latter- you fight the. Right. You fight the. You, you fight, fight the earth. feeling to do it in the first place. Go ahead. Wasn't the latter of this? Wasn't the latter of this passage uh, a little disturbing to a person that if they're reading this for the first time and they're struggling with something? It's like, hey, you can go out there and get it, stick it in a little bit, but not too much because you know God may want to use you uh, to you know talk about homosexuality once you get over that. God but I don't. Know, I don't think. That, I don't think that. I don't think that's what it said though. I didn't take it that okay. way. What I took it was what I took it as is you are supposed to you you're fight you're um, faced with a great challenge. You got to fight that urge. You got to fight that temptation. And you're which and is, you, which so, is in my which, mind, that's a demonic spirit. That's okay, so when I, okay, yeah. okay. I I'm not. That's not what we're debating here. That's not what we're saying here. What I'm saying is that w- the passage that you read to me says you have to fight that urge. You have to move past it, mm-hmm. and maybe your you being um, you being born with this sexual orientation, you having this sexual orientation, this sexual affinity, you outside of a outside of a marriage, outside of a family mm-hmm. with children, you can help other people because you and I talk about this all the time. Um, well, we talk mm-hmm. about it sometimes, but about people going through things to help other people. You know, so right. you, you some of the things you yeah. So so some of the things you go through, you can help. Like you know, you um, being there with your mom, and you know, um, being with her through her cancer, and you know, taking care of her. You are in a perfect position to help somebody else with their with their parent and going through the same right. kind of thing. I get that. You know, get- okay. So so I think that is what it is saying. And I be- just like I said, um, a self proclaimed lesbian or self proclaimed homosexual. Sexual orientation is, I, I truly believe that there are some people who are born that way, especially now with all the hormones and the, and the, the, right. the chicken and the fish and the this, that, and the other. I fully believe well, that, you know, when they can't. born that way. No, no, I, I believe that. because that stuff. Wait a minute. But, okay, so, that, so, so explain somebody born with autism, somebody born with, um, without an arm. God is still in control. God is still in control. So just so I, I, just deep, like somebody just, can be born I, without an arm. I still huh? believe that. I, me personally, I believe that, uh, you know, homosexuality that, that's a that's a demonic spirit. Uh, I, I and people are born with demonic spirits. Okay, and that's fine. And yeah. people are born with demonic spirits, but there are also there's also um, brain chemistry and and all of that. The chemicals in our brain, the way they the way they mix the the hormones and you know shoot as many people as many people have all the crazy stuff that we have done growing up or you know and and when we are in our reproductive periods and we have. Right. Um, and you know, and, and the way you know, and, and children are born, people who are addicted and all this other stuff, and the way our children were born with all of these chemicals in them, and we don't, we didn't even know half the stuff we were eating and doing all this other stuff. I fully believe that people are born that way. There are some people who are born that way. That doesn't mean that yeah. it's not a demonic spirit. Just like people, yeah. some people who are born with brain disorders, you know, bipolarism and schizophrenia and all that's a demonic spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. they're born. Well, let's, with go, it. let's let's continue down this laundry list here. Um, are homosexual relationships mentioned in the Bible? It is sometimes said that friendship, that, that the friendship between David and Jonathan, 
uh, an accident reference of scripture here, First Samuel eighteen, three and four, second Samuel one twenty six was an example of a homosexual relationship. The relationship between Ruth and Na- I think she's Naomi. Naomi. Um, uh-huh. Na- Naomi. That was in Ruth one fourteen and between Jesus and John, the disciples Jesus loved. And that's in John three thirteen twenty three. 1926, 217, and 2020, 2120, are as, huh. as also mentioned. But that's a different type of love. We're talking about a yeah. love. That, 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 yeah. Now, that's some bullshit. And, with Ruth, and with Ruth and Naomi, with Ruth and Naomi, you know, that was her mother-in-law. So exactly. what, what are you reading from, Trent? What are you reading from? This is called the ChristianBibleReference.org. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Which and, there are you know, which there so, are different where which there are many different reference books. Yeah, it's, it's, um yeah, so different, okay. Different All right. Things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd have to question the okay. guy who wrote this, but so. you know. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to another, let's go to another one cuz that was some craziness there. Cuz you know, there's a difference between you know, agape love. We talk about agape love. Agape right, love right. is an unconditional love. Right. That's an unconditional love. And me personally, I believe that very few humans have an agape love. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the, the, the highest love you could ever get for a person, an agape right. love. You know, you right. don't, it, it, when we talk about relationships or friendships or whatever, if, if, if you have an agape love for that person and you guys come to a disagreement, you wouldn't care if, you know, they leave or not, your love is still going to be there. You're still going right. to care for them. That's an agape love, unconditional love. But let's go back to this. Should a Christian oppose gay marriages and partnerships? And then it goes to the Bible. It references the Bible. All the Bible teachings about marriage refer to marriage between a man and a woman. Again, mm-hmm. all the Bible teachings about marriage refer to Marriage between a man and a woman. Genesis 2.24, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 4, Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Again, all the Bible teachings about marriage refer to marriage between a man and a woman. So here's a my thing on this. and a woman. Go ahead. I agree. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, as as much as for um, Christians opposing um, a, a homosexual union, um, I, I think that if there are if, if there's a homosexual the homosexual couple and they're living together and they are committed in this committed relationship, um, I, I don't think that there should be a quote unquote marriage that that title should be given to it. Okay, you're in a committed relationship. But I do think when it comes down to, I think all of this kind of came about when, you know, you're talking about benefits and things along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and so I think that, you know, as much as it's convenient to say separate church and state, separate church and state, we never really do it. And, you know, we right. do it when it's convenient. We do it when it's convenient and, you know, when it goes against something that we personally have something against and we're like, oh, we got to separate it or, oh, no, we're not going to separate it. So um, right. I think that, you know, I think that if there were a true separation um, and there mm-hmm. are homosexual couples who are committed to one another, um, <clears throat> I don't see anything wrong with them getting the benefits oh, and all sorts of things. That's just between two people. Uh-huh. But, but when it comes to marriage, them saying that they're married, I do have a problem with that because that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. Here's, here's another one. Let's go down this laundry list a little further. Um, and for those folks who are actually uh, on the app and you want to dial into the show, just hit the info button, hit the call button, and it'll take you right here to Lisa and myself. Um, and for those folks that are actually in the queue, well, we can see you guys. Uh, just press 1 and get into this conversation here. Uh, question of the night is, can a pastor effectively lead his flock? Lead his flock with the first man on his arms. Simple question. Looking for a simple answer. But here's another one. Uh, can homosexual men and women be ministers 
or other clergy. The only mentions of qualifications for clergy are in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 13, and homosexuality is not mentioned there. Again, the only mentions of qualifications for clergy are in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 13, and homosexuality is not mentioned there. All of us, including clergy, are imperfect and sinners. Again, Uh we're all sinners in our own ways. You know, my sin, you know, is no greater than yours, and your sin is no greater than mine. Hey, I used to have a problem running women. That was my sin. That was my that was my Achilles heel right there. You know what I'm saying? As you know, Uh that sin is the same as you know homosexuality. So nobody's judging, but says as far as qualifications for clergy. First Timothy 3, 1 to 13, and homosexuality is not mentioned there at all. We all have these evil thoughts. We get greed, deceit, envy against all this other foolishness. All that stuff is sin. So for those folks who, who, who are messaging saying, you know, my sin is no greater than yours and your sin is no greater than mine, hey, I know that already. I know that already. But again, Going back to this topic, qualifications for clergy, pastors, bishops, all these guys are sitting in that pulpit. The qualifications are right there in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 13. And maybe next week on the conversation show, we'll have a Bible study with you guys. We'll send in these nasty messages. But go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> People send in nasty messages. <laughs> Come on the show and talk. Come on the show and talk. You know, exactly. Uh, don't have, you know, get, get away from, get away from that screen. Get away from that screen and That's come right. talk to me. The, yes. Talk the to thing, us. The thing about this is, the thing about this is, you know, you are, you nor I are saying this is, you know, what, what actually what we are saying is that this is our opinion. These are our thoughts, and we're backing it up with scripture. We're backing it up with, exactly. with other things that are that are known. And so, you know, we're not, a, you know, this is not, we're not shying away from this. And just like I was not saying, people need to have the conversations, um, you know, at the dinner table with their families about what they believe, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, with their children. Come on and have the conversation with us. You know, I mean, we could be, I, I, I don't think so, but I could be completely wrong. I could get to get to the pearly gates, and God said, "You know what? Mm, you were wrong on that one. That one, that's why you're going to hell." I could be completely wrong. Right. I don't think I don't think that is. Now there's some other things that I've done that might be a little more, um, <laughs> might get offended a little bit more, but I don't think this is one of them. Right. Um, but come on and have the conversation. That's yeah. what, that's the problem. We we shy away and we hide behind all of this stuff when we need to have yeah. the conversation. Be it about homosexuality, be it about be it about um, racism, be it about money, be it about whatever. Have the conversation. Yeah. That's the problem with everybody. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk nobody, about this Nobody stuff. wants to talk. No one wants to talk. Yeah, so on. let's go to the, come let's, on and talk. <laughs> let's go to the let's go to the next one. Uh, and actually, these, these next two the, the two uh, here are are pretty good here. Does God hate homosexuals? That is a slogan no. used by some hate groups, but it does not come from the Bible, and it right. is not consent, and is not consent with the Bible teachings. Genesis one thirty one, Psalms one forty five nine, Matthew five forty three through forty five, John three fifteen, Romans five. God is not of hate. God is That's not right. of hate. So God is God is truly not of hate. So right. I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with him. Say no, he doesn't at all. That's the right. sin is a sin. He doesn't. That goes back to that's, the sin that's is a right. sin. My thing is, that's right. all, I, all I want to do is, that's just like if I say, hey, I used to be a womanizer, man. I had a problem with women. I'm go- I, I confess that already. I've asked forgiveness for that. So if you know it's a sin, at some point you've got to get on that road to righteousness. Let's right. be honest. And, and let's be honest here. Right. At some point you've got to get on that road sin... to, to, to righteousness, man. Right. Right. The only, the only thing that is the, the, the worst sin or the ultimate sin is suicide because you cannot ask for forgiveness from it exactly. because once you're dead, you're dead. So, so no, God does not hate, God doesn't hate the sinner. He hates the sin. 
God exactly. loves all of us. And so just like you so said, that, once you realize it, once somebody brings it to you, just going back to going back to this pastor being a stumble, stumbling block. How am I going to point this <laughs> out to you? How am I going to point any sin out to you when I'm sitting here blatantly sinning and saying it's exactly. okay? I'm still stumbling. My boyfriend sitting on the front pew with the sundress on. But anyway. Stop it. So, he didn't have a dress right. on in a picture. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> He did. I can't, like I can't, I can't. dressed like a man. I know, so, I know, but. <laughs> that's disturbing, too. So, and here's another one. This oh is a good God. one. This is a good one. How should I treat a gay or lesbian person? Should I shun a gay or lesbian person? And we're talking about cultural attitudes here. So here we go. We often assume nope. that the attitudes we grew up with or heard from other Christians represent biblical values. However, the negative attitudes that many people hold toward homosexuals originate primarily from deeply rooted cultural prejudices. Deeply rooted cultural prejudices. Fears and misconceptions rather than from the Bible or Christian teachings. If we think we are better or more holy than we Mm -hmm. consider to be sinners, then we ourselves are guilty of the uh-huh. sin of self-righteousness. And that's in Luke 18, 9 through 14. So just like Lisa and I was just talking about, uh, no sin is greater than the other. We, no one's holier than, you know what I'm saying? None of us. Uh-huh. None of us are. You None know what? I just I, I found that we, we're um in, in my church we're doing a um a series on Bible study about Christian about Christianity and Judaism Christianity and um and Islam and we're learning about these um the different religions and how closely they are related to one another and a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that um well one of the things that the pastor talked about the other day was. He said um, he was kind of recapping and going over Judaism, and he was saying that one of the things that a lot of people don't realize was that Nazis considered themselves Christians, and yeah. one of the reasons why they wanted to um, they wanted to annihilate the Jews was because they didn't believe in Christ, and so they had to wear mm-hmm. the star David because you couldn't tell who was a Christian and who was a Jew just by looking at them in Germany. So so let's put the star right. of David on them, and let's you know, and, and so you have to watch these. Um, we have to watch how we, just like you say, how we pick and choose who we are holier than thou as, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, yeah. we, we, you know, that's, that is completely wrong. And, and that goes back to the, the point you made before about, um, does God love homosexuals? Um, mm-hmm. and, and so if we are called to love and that is our ultimate, that is our ultimate commission, we are supposed to love one another as God loves us, then exactly. we're not supposed to shun them. We're not supposed to kick them out of our families. We're not supposed to, you know, douse them with holy water or burn them or, you know, beat them with Bibles and do all that other stuff. Because if that were the case, then when, you know, when I come back from, from the store, from the Seven Eleven, stealing the silly putty, which is what I did when I was right. seven, but anyhow, and when I come back, then y'all need to Wait be burning minute, so you... and throwing holy water on me. <laughs> you were a thief. <laughs> I'm reformed. I'm reformed. I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, if somebody ever, I, I threw it away on the way home. I played with it and then halfway home, I threw it away because I was afraid somebody might find it. And I was, yeah. But anyhow, right. yeah, it wasn't a good thing. So let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the last of this. And we'll get to the last of this. And I know you want to do something special here and in the, in the remaining uh, minutes on the show. But in, in, in closing on this topic, um, you know, the, about the Bible teachings and, you know, Christian beliefs, you know, everyone knows that Jesus taught, you know, by word and um, an example and not by a self-righteous, you know, nor did he shun mm-hmm. from, you know, what he considered sinners. And that's in Matthew right. 9, 10 through 13, and Luke 7, 36 through 48. Um, he loved everyone. You know, he, lo- he loved everyone. Let's just be honest about that. He, he loved everyone. And even, even you know, hey, I'll be honest here. I'll, I'll have a transparent moment. For those listeners who actually listen to, to us uh, for years, they know that I have a sister who's actually married, uh, another woman, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I still love my sister. I just don't agree with that, you know, with that lifestyle. But I love my right. sister to death, you know. Right. But anyway, 
So when you talk about the Bible and the moral teachings and what is you know what is intended to help, uh, it's pretty much you know, intended to help us live according to God's will. That's the key word here. It's mm-hmm. intended for us to to help us live according to keyword God's will. That's it. God's will. So if we're truly trying to yep. live up to God's will and live according to you know what He says. This is these you know these commandments and and whatnot. Hey, save the judgment for Him, because there will be a judgment. <laughs> That's there. right. Mm-hmm. Save the judgment for Him. Mm-hmm. And Lisa and I, we're not judging homosexuals. We're not judging this pastor. I just got the side eye on him when he, this message he's sending out to these young men. Mm-hmm. So and the I'm young not women judging. too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll and have the conversation. Question. Have the yeah. conversation. Yeah. I'll answer that question about can a pastor effectively lead his flock with a first man on his arm? Again, I'm going to say no. Not only am I going to say no, but I'm going to say hell no. He cannot do that. Cannot do that. What part of the Bible are you teaching from? You know, what, what, are, you, what, are, you giving, what are you feeding these folks? Right. And I'm going to say you know? no, and I'm going to say heaven no. Because <laughs> that's not that's not of God. That's not of God. But okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna stop oh, hold this on because you throwing shots at you throwing shots at me. I've never stolen anything in my life, and you you stealing candy out of the store. I am so I'm gonna not say heavenly. Shots at, it wasn't I'm gonna candy, say it was heavenly no. I'm gonna say heavenly. I'm gonna say heavenly no because Trent's a heathen. He said hell. You know what? We all know yeah. you're a heathen. But anyhow. <laughs> All right, look, we only have a few minutes, and I want to get this in because we we really don't have time, but I just lost track of time because I would have no, cut actually, you off a actually, long time actually, ago. Actually there, actually, there is some time. I put some time, some extra time there, so you, you have your way. Go ahead. There's some extra time? Okay, all right. So, um, you know, just kind of to, to, to double wrap that up, since Trent wrapped it up, I'm going to double wrap that up. Have the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. Talk about it. You know, if you have children, talk to your children about anything and everything because they want to know. And if they don't get it from you, they're going to get it from somebody else, typically their own age, who doesn't know anything anyhow. You need to have the conversations and let them know what you believe and what, and what you want for them. Um, we can want all we want for them, but they're still going to live their lives. But, but you need to instill in them what you believe and, and your values and, um, and back it up with, Back it up with the Bible, back it up with the Quran, back it up with whatever it is you're backing it up with, um, but have some substance to what it, what it is you're saying. Um, but, um, you know, I want to honor our fathers. Um, you know, in a couple of days we have Father's Day, um, and um, I lost my father 23 years ago to cancer. And um, I, as much as I am a mama's girl, I was a daddy's girl. I was his sidekick. The man taught me how to throw a knife. He taught me how to hammer a nail. Um, you know, um, that, was, that was just my guy. He, he really was. And so um, what I would love for people to do is to call in and, and just give one lesson that you learned from your father. But before we do this, and Trent, I want you to start off, but before we do this, I want to read a poem that I wrote um, in June 2010 for fathers. So, um, it, and it's on my Facebook page in the notes. It says, to you, to you who showed your little girls that they were princesses, wiped our tears away, and told us which boys to stay away from, who helped your sons be ninja warriors, told them you were proud of them, and showed them how to treat little girls who lifted us on your shoulders, who told us not to be afraid because you were, because you were not too far to be there um, if we called out to you, who protected us from the monster in the closet, under the bed, or in our heads, who loved our mothers, teaching your children how to love as a and be, a lo- and be loved by a man, who love God and are not ashamed to let the world know it who know sometimes even men need to cry and not hide their tears nor their fears, who get up early and go to bed late because of work, who will fix or rig anything broken in the house or on the car or know someone else who can do it, who are the ultimate grill masters, who are out there every day doing your thing so your lady can get her nails done, your son can get a guitar, get guitar lessons, 
or your daughter can take dance lessons. To you, who are the biological, step, grand, god, play play, stand in, or the neighborhood dad, I honor you today. Keep holding it down for the family. I love you. Good stuff there. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Thank you. Yeah, good girl. So, so what's so so share something that your dad um your dad taught taught you a lesson you learned from your dad. Well, and either he um, taught you by sitting down saying blase blase blase, or you learned it from watching him. My dad was um. He was a leader. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about it. We close the show. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Again, I want to encourage people. Just you know, something quick that your dad that your dad taught you, or that you learned from your dad. Um, One of the things I learned from my dad was. I found out my dad worked from the post office for the post office all of my life until he died 23 years ago. And I found out when I was in college that he actually didn't like working for the post office, but he did it because he had a family to take care of and he did what he needed to do. And he didn't complain about it. He was good at it. My father went from literally working in the mailroom to being a branch manager in, um, in a town in Connecticut that was predominantly white. And he was respected and loved by everyone. And my dad's funeral, they, we had the wake before the funeral, and the wake was supposed to be an hour before the funeral started. The wake lasted two and a half hours. I think every postal person in the state of Connecticut came through to pay their respects to my dad, black, white, young, old, male, female. When I tell you, it was one of the most honoring, the the most humbling things and the most joyous things I'd ever experienced in my life because I know what my dad meant to me. I know how my dad worked um, and, and that he took care and pride in his work. But to see all of these people come through to pay their respects for my dad, that just showed that I wasn't the only one who saw it, you know? Um, and and yeah. so having having character, my dad taught me about yeah. character. And for the folks, uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't being rude and didn't want to say anything, but, you know, my wound is still, uh, is still open. I lost my dad six years ago. Mm-hmm. So... I still struggle with that to this day. Yeah. And my dad, my dad died in my arms. Very, 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 uh, very powerful guy. Um, he was a great businessman. He was a good guy who loved his boys. So. Yeah. 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 And so, so you know, I mean, in, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a your dad. Honor your dad, you know. Dad, dad, dads go through a lot. They, they do. Men, men go through a lot, and we put a lot on them, and we expect a lot from them. But they don't always get the the warm and fuzzy kudos that we give moms. Um, but, but dads, y'all are y'all are doing it. You all are doing it. Keep doing it. If no one tells you that you're doing it, I'm telling you, you're doing it. And if you are not in your child's life, it's all right. It, it, it's, it's all right what's happened in the past. Make it right now. Just let them know you love them. Let them know you're there. Um, yep. Dads do matter. Fathers matter. Fathers matter. 23 yep. years later, my father matters. Yep. So we're going we're gonna, to you know, we come to the time of the show. We're going to close out. But before we go, folks, we just want to remind you of uh, – the lineup on Mondays, Brother Rami Obey, Conscious Vibes, out of um, out of the Bay Area, out on the West Coast. On Tuesdays is B Fly out of uh, North Carolina. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, Wednesday Sherry P out of Atlanta with the Price Is Mine show. And uh, Fridays, Lisa and myself here, uh, we'll be back next Friday. On Saturday mornings. Um, 
You got Melody's Corner with Melody S out of Atlanta as well. And Anthony and I, we pop in every now and again with uh, Your Energy, Your World Show. We've been working on a few other things um, outside of radio. I'm doing some other business. So we, we haven't done a show in, in some time, but um, we'll probably come back and do a, a show next week uh, with Your Energy, Your World, with Anthony and myself out of Chicago. But, you know, hey, great topic here, Lisa. Um, yes. Great poem, great way to honor your father. And, you know, to all those guys out there, um, if you're with your kids or you're not with your kids, if you lost your father or whatever, you know, find a place of uh, peacefulness this weekend. And just remember the, the the great times you guys had. So that's right. Until next week. Until next week, Lisa, I'll be right back here, same time, same station. Thank you guys for tuning in to the conversation show on Wiring thirteen twenty eight. You guys be epic. Take care. Conversations with Trent in conjunction with Taylor Kennedy Media and your radio network would like to thank you for calling in and listening to tonight's episode. We hope that tonight's conversation offended you just enough to turn your mirror inward to come back for more. So until next week's conversation, be epic.